Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast. Each week, uh, three of us from the Hotel Analyst team get around the table of insight to discuss uh, three news topics from the past week that have particularly piqued our interest. Around the table uh, with me, Chris Bound, the web editor, I find Catherine Dogrell, our perspective editor at Hotel Analyst, and editorial director, Andrew Sangster. This week, the three topics we have for you are Delata, Booking.com, and the Spanish hoteliers Melia and NH. First off, let's talk about Delata, the Irish hotel group that seems to have conquered Ireland, is uh, doing quite a good job of conquering the UK. And uh, Catherine, I believe they're now looking a little further afield. Uh, yes, they're having, as most least based businesses like to do, having a cautious look at Germany. Um, so Dermot Crowley spoke to us and he said that caution was very much the um, <clears throat> the way of it. And they were taking a close look to see what sort of supply was coming in, but definitely there's somewhere where they would want to go. So they're not going in Whitbread first with enthusiasm or challenging Ibis or anything like that, but definitely somewhere they want to be. But the interesting thing with Delata at the moment in particular is that um, they're seeing the UK as very much where they want it and they're delivering what the institutional investors want in terms of leases and exciting city centre sites. So we'll see how far they can go with that and how long it is before um, they become a target themselves. I think lots of people seem to be keeping an eye on them these days, the larger they get. So it's an interesting bunch. They're also, they have their own brands, which is even more intriguing in this day and age. So fun times at Delata. All very intriguing. Mm, intriguing it is and for me it's a bit of a flashback to the 1990s I go back to my time as a, a boy reporter in short trousers covering what was going on in the UK hotel industry um, back then uh, following the early 1990s crash there were a whole group of UK hotel chains forged out of the ashes of that bust and they well we had six IPOs or fundraisings in 96 um, and, and the shape of the company back then look very similar to the shape of Delata today. Uh, they're fully vertically integrated. They own the buildings, they own, they run the hotels, run the buildings, and they have their own brands. I think there's a slight tweak to the tale, though, um, here, it, it, in that Delata much more like um, really a, an operating company with a, with a heavy asset backing. Um, I don't think they're, they're, they're trying to become, you know, a, a kind of a new Thistle or a new McDonald Hotels. Um, and it'll be interesting to, to watch their progress. Um, of course, what did for those um, UK chains um, that, that, that came out um, in the 1990s um, were rising interest rates, uh, they became over leveraged. And this, of course, is a, you know, and, and, the, and various impacts from the business cycle. And this, of course, is a threat to Delata, but uh, I think it's I think anybody's expecting interest rates to to go up significantly. And in fact, if you look at the projections Delata put out, um, they said last year their interest rate um, effective um, interest rate was just under three percent, and they reckon it's going to drop down below two and a half percent this year. So interest costs, if anything, are going down for them, um, and I, I don't think anybody anticipates certainly in the near term near to medium term interest rates shooting high and yeah there's probably going to be a little bit of a trading wobble but um, hopefully nothing too calamitous and the leverage they have with their leases um, don't 
doesn't look too grim um, and there's been a uh, because of the accounting changes next year they're going to wipe out 7 million euros from their um, reported pre-tax profits although of course the underlying EBITDA is, is going to be the same it's just how they have to report it um, I, I, I don't think that the leases look that bad it's very hard to see from afar um, just how how um, dangerous some of the lease agreements they've struck are but they still actually are direct owners of a, a good portion of their portfolio which you'll see them through it's going to be I think it's fun to see um, uh, something which is challenging the orthodoxy of separating out your bricks from your brains and indeed separating out the operations from the bricks and the brains as well so I, I, I it's going to be um, you know where will Delata go um, so far, they look to have a winning business model. And uh, just a reminder that if you if you enjoy what you hear from us, uh, you can take a look at the hotelanalyst.co.uk website and sign up to read a little bit more detail about each of the topics we're discussing this week, as well as three other ones. Uh, each week, they come out as a perspective to our subscribers. So um, pop along to the website uh, if you'd like to know more. Now, next, we're going to talk about uh, Booking Holdings, who brought the results out uh, this week, and uh, their shares went down 10% as a result. Uh, Catherine, <laughs> what uh, what put the cat amongst the pigeons? Um, they Well, Europe. Um, you know Europe. It's bad. We should leave. Um, but, um, but unfortunately, Booking can't, because they're based there, so that's tricky. Um, so they're kind of feeling the pressure a little bit, uh, being a little bit Europe-focused. And so instead of that, they are looking at alternative accommodation which is the new hip thing apparently and um, they're now getting 20% of their um, revenue from it it's all very exciting unfortunately it's not as profitable as you would think um, which kind of calls into view the whole issue of adding alternative accommodations to your um, to your platforms so obviously uh, a couple of weeks ago we had Accor um, talking about how they were getting rid of 30% of the listings on one fine stay because they're just not profitable enough um, it's tricky you have all these little rooms adding individual rooms often or individual small properties one by one they're not always available and um, and it's it's much more complicated than it is if you're just adding one great big hotel of 500 rooms which are always available and people are finding that falling back on this is uh, not necessarily the way to go when it comes to profit it's nice to have everyone seems to want it it's nice to offer for your loyalty program or for the people booking on your uh, on your OTA platform but not as profitable as it could be um, so yes they're looking to expand more and increase the quality of all these exciting single homes beaches ski locations all sounds quite fun and in the meantime looking to improve things because of europe which is bad as we've heard yes i recently looked on uh, on booking.com for accommodation uh, for a hotel actually in central london and i was surprised by how much other accommodation was being offered to me um, so I wonder if people, if consumers are looking for a hotel, uh, they're increasingly getting served up on sites like Booking, um, all sorts of other stuff. Indeed, um, there was a lot of chat at the Expedia um, partner conference in uh, Vegas in December about exactly this, how things were being presented, and they're all being presented alongside now. So. Um, it's interesting news about yeah, hotels. We've, 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 yeah, we've talked about this um, in terms of uh, it, it represents a margin opportunity for hotels in, in, in terms of uh, the, there's going to be a squeeze in terms of what uh, the OTAs can charge hotels. But the top line is under threat because the the alternatives um, have, are much more bookable now and much more readily available for customers. And that there is evidence that that's beginning to push down in terms of that, that top line, the actual revenues that 
that are coming in. So I, th- I think that's a big threat um, for the wider hotel industry. We just got to wait and see how that how that plays out. Um, but look, going back to booking holdings, I think. Um, the alternatives piece was one of the things that CEO Glenn Fogel uh, talked about in terms of their strategic priorities. So, um, you know, this, they, they remain quite bullish about it. Um, that it busts through the one billion uh, US dollars a year in terms of revenues from alternative accommodations back in Q3, and they're expecting it to carry on growing. And in terms of this cost issue they've got they think they can do something about that through whizzy new tech well it'll be interesting to see how that manifests but the um, other two areas i think are, are worth um, in terms of strategic priorities for booking are worth noting um, the second one is uh, essentially a cost saving thing which is where booking is getting fed up with its reliance on google and the performance marketing costs and it's looking to drive those down and it's looking to do that by spending a bit more ironically um, spending a bit more on on brand advertising and so it's, it's a sort of a, a book direct campaign if you like for the OTAs themselves they're trying to get customers rather than click through from Google to actually go straight to the the booking website or the Agoda website or um, whichever one it is directly uh, and book their um, accommodation through that um, it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction of Google is to this of course because uh, Google has the potential to completely squash um, booking holdings if it so chooses at some point um, and the final um, piece um, in terms of st- strategy was uh, to grow booking in terms of their payment platform so a bit like Amazon once they've got your credit card details you'll want to buy lots of other stuff and booking hopes that you're going to want to buy things like um, attractions or access to local attractions rather and maybe book your rental car through them as well so those are the areas they're hoping to fight back but the big worry the reason investors all took fright was this this sort of minus one to plus one percent um growth prospect for for europe which scared scared everybody so we can look forward to another exciting advertising character of the like of captain obvious can we (laughs) (laughs) right so our third topic of the week is uh spanish hotel companies and in particular Melia and uh, and NH they've both recently uh, delivered their annual results and their fourth quarter results. Um, Catherine, what do you make of uh, what's been said? Yes, well, NH and, Mel- and uh, Melia are both very chipper about things. What is happening in Spain? Um, they're expanding elsewhere and seeing kind of some choppy mixed performance outside Spain, both of them, but um, but overall Spain's still very good and of course people are still very keen to invest in Spain. Spain, 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 Spain. Um, people of course who've already invested in Spain are minor international and um, there was much chat at NH about how soon we would begin uh, to hear about a new five-year plan um, and regular readers will know how much I enjoy a five-year plan deeply and so I can't wait. It should be very good. Um, and at the moment they've had some integration. I think NH have taken over um, some of their property in um, the operations of them in Portugal and Brazil but we also look to see what's going to happen in terms of um, there were some whisperings about asset rotations and long-term asset strategy Um, minor as we know were not overly exhilarated by the idea of owning quite so much of NH as they ended up with and there was talk um, reasonably accurate well stood up talk that they'd found somebody to take an extra stake off their hand that deal hasn't gone through yet so we're still interested to see how that's happening Um, and if it's not does this mean we're going to see a sell-off of um, what remains of NH's assets. We watch this space with interest. 
Mm, I see, there's a couple of things that um, I'm watching at the moment with the, these two um, Spanish um, giants. I think we we um, describe them as uh, certainly in the, in, in the in Iberia at least. I was always um, told that you should never describe is... anything as a giant unless it's jolly and green. Hey. <laughs> Um, but uh, um, so the first thing um, in terms of what they're up to uh, is playing off their well certainly Melia's case is more for Melia than it is for NH but it's playing off their background and strength in the resort segment and so they're they're targeting um, even when they go into urban areas they're they're playing off that leisure connection Um, and Melia uses the unfortunate word leisure Um, and what they're trying to do with this so in the in the urban hotels they're looking saying well if, you know, if you're just going in wanting a bed for the night so you're turning up in the berlin conference and you just want to stay there um you're probably not a priority tar- priority target but if you're planning a few days of rest and relaxation um after berlin um then you could well be interested in staying in one of melia's properties and they're looking at things like the mice market they're looking at uh at uh, sort of the, the urban resort hotel. Um, so it's quite an interesting angle, I think, there. The second thing um, I think that this applies equally to both NH and Melia is how they are dealing with the OTAs. So most other hotel groups, they see OTAs as, oh, gosh, they're, they're evil. Um, but uh, they, they see them much more as partners and they're much more prepared to talk to them about as, as being partners and I think this comes from the fact that tour operators have been a, a, a much bigger problem for both Melia and NH than um, than for other um, hotel chains and OTAs are in fact are, are more friendly and you can see this if you look if you look through NH's uh, presentation what you see is the net ADR for OTAs is not much different to the net ADR for web um, direct so brand.com um, so NH's own website um, the net ADR is only just slightly higher and in fact if you book your room through another of um, NH's direct channels you know phone up the property the net ADR according to NH is lower than it is through OTAs and for tour operators there's a massive difference in terms of how much lower it is so tour operators are the enemy and it's interesting just how much nh is embracing otas and they they actually openly disclose their numbers which they sell through otas uh, which very few other hotel chains do and in 2018 this went up um the end of 2018 it was 25 27 percent um were sold through otas 27 percent of overall bookings were through otas um and this was a two percentage point growth on 2017 whereas the end of 2017 it was 25 percent so it's clearly they're part and parcel of the mix and they're not afraid to celebrate the fact that OTAs are part and parcel of the mix. It's a very interesting and different approach from most other um, global chains, certainly. On that note, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, we'll depart now. Some of us are off to Berlin. Bags packed. Race to the airport now. Um, and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now.